Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The truth is out there, and here, who knows? But either way, we're opening up the Bloom Files here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. Mike Bloom here. Angela, should I have done the opening differently <laughs> because of the credits? Do? I think you might have. You might. Sh- you should have. Should I, I have been say. wearing like uh, what is what is Mulder wearing? Like a gray vest as he's falling backwards into skull. Yeah, it's eye. like it's a uh, fieldwork Mulder. Um, you know when he's always in the field wearing that like sort of outdoorsy look. Yeah, I mean LL Bean Mulder. You warn me about it though. I believe this is this what, is not the this isn't the final form. No, and this is the first time they've changed it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it, they kind of just like half-ass change it. You know, they're yeah. like, let's throw in some new picks into yeah, so the FBI. I noticed, I didn't remember when we saw the first version of the credits. I can't remember were Mulder and Scully's photos in color. I don't think they were. No, but they're also like very old. Like they're yeah. from like the original like season. So this is like an updated headshot moment for them too. And then you get Robert Patrick, like just yep. there. And then like you get his picture and everything. You're like, so nope, if, he's part of it. Yes. Yeah, so if you ever had any sort of, uh, if you didn't know what you were going to get in terms of the new guy coming into the X-Files season eight, you get him staring at you saying like, nope, I'm here now. I'm yeah. Well, it's strange because usually in a, in a show like this where they are, I don't want to say replacing somebody as the main lead because that's not the case, but right. they're like, adding somebody in usually they go a few episodes with them having their name sort of like at the bottom like where walter skinner has his mm-hmm. you know like where mitch pledgy has his yep. has his name forever you know they don't add them into the title credit right away and you're like oh okay well, he has because this is a show where it's really just been Mulder and scully in the title credit and then everyone else just kind of pops up as like a you're also in this i guess no longer nope goodbye Mulder. though he will make goodbye, a couple of brick road <laughs> yes goodbye Mulder brick road <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Elf Angela John. Uh, so, yeah, Mulder is gone for the time being that we will see him in a couple of uh, pretty gruesome situations. Well, yeah. And enter John Doggett for The X-Files Season 8. Mm-hmm. Robert Patrick is here. I still don't know how to feel about it. Well, for me, I own, I knew him from this first. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is that he's used to playing, for lack of a better term, evil men. Yeah, uh, no, he in this he's like very much your salt of the earth mm. cop 
turned FBI agent. Like, that's his vibe. And I think we were talking about this when we were watching it. But the interesting thing about the character of John Doggett is like, I feel like they want you to be suspicious of him. But the way that Robert Patrick plays it, I never was. Like, I never felt suspicious of him. The way you say, like, salt of the earth. Um, is very much how he's, he very much seems like a meat and potatoes kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, like he's just like a, and like, so he's thrown right, he's like, into I'm this. From New York. Why don't I only know hot dogs and pizza? That's exactly right. No aliens. That's exactly right. That's spot they, on. They really, he does have a, have a very exaggerated New York <laughs> accent for this. He does have a pretty big accent, but I like it. I think, it, I mean, listen, it brings some new flavor. Plus, you're going to get a little bit more about him moving forward, where, like, you do sort of delve into his past as a cop and, like, all of that. So, it's it's relevant. Yeah. And these two episodes at least work to show a little bit more of the character. I'll admit he's a little one-note coming in on the first episode. But by the end of the second episode, when it seems like he's not exactly, he doesn't want to believe, but he's at least, No, like, he's on Scully's side, yeah, though. He's like, he's like, but tell me a little bit more about this. The problem is, I think that he's always on Scully's side. It's, you're very much getting these Scully's, like not having it because she's in kind of denial about Mulder being gone, but as is everybody else watching the show. Well, it's interesting because the way this episode takes place, correct me if I'm wrong, as we start to get in here, that like, it picks up basically the yeah, day like, after season this seven is ends. So funny because I wanted to talk about this because like it's super strange to have a cliffhanger of an episode like that and then just jump back in season the next season. Usually there's like, okay, some time has passed, we're picking up. Like I feel like they probably would have done the th- situation where like Scully's pregnancy is like leaped ahead months yeah. or something. You know, like that's what you would typically see, but nope, not the X Files. We're procedural. To a T. Yeah, because it'll happen later when she goes to visit Skinner and Skinner's yeah. like, I meant what I told you yesterday. It's like... Oh, it, it actually yesterday? was yesterday. Well, I mean, we... we The first shot after... Oh, right. I guess, is there a cold open? I don't even remember. There, there's a cold open. Yeah, but the first shot... Freaky, like, yeah. Dream, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the first shot where you actually, like, are diving back into the action, it's just Scully in the hospital bed still. Yeah. Like, no time has passed. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, she got rocked pretty hard at the end of season seven. You never know how long she spent time But even there. so, she's still in the hospital. But yeah, we get some, we get a trippy sequence here, right? It starts with like some, something or someone in the womb. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you think it's, you think it's like a baby in the womb is what you're supposed to like think. But it's actually Mulder in the womb. Yeah, Mulder in some sort of gelatinous goo and it's his heartbeat that you hear. And like, no, this doesn't give me flashbacks. I was never sentient like life form where i understood concept of time and space while i was in the womb i, I had something in my womb but i wasn't in there with him you didn't have like a camera in there no they do um, ultrasounds but that's about it i should note here part of me does wonder if they're like all right david to come you don't want to be on the show anymore let me put you through like the most disgusting thing <laughs> i guess so episode. yeah this is pretty gross but it's also they've done some of this stuff before like the drilling and the teeth thing or the drilling of yeah, the roof of the mouth dental work done on these alien ships <laughs> yeah right i will say though that i feel like if somebody's gonna leave the show getting them to come back for the season that they're not going to be a part of for the first episode is great because uh-huh. you can write them out in a timely manner it's not like this sudden like like distraught situation for the viewers where he's just like gone forever like they which is like lost too they didn't uh they technically didn't kill juliet off until the beginning of season six i know so same thing yeah i don't know but it's like and i think that this was probably also if i can guess a bit of a marketing ploy because like if Dick david company leaving the show they don't want people to just not tune in right so like they're like no he's gonna be back 
dot, dot, dot. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it's a new normal at the FBI. So it seems like because Mulder's disappeared, the FBI is now on a manhunt for him. Yeah, because I guess the situation is that they they don't necessarily know if he has been abducted or if right. he has is on the lamb, which mm-hmm. I think they're more towards the latter of we need to find this guy. He's a fugitive vibe rather than we need to save this man. He's been abducted by aliens. But in all this kerfuffle, some of the corporate ladder rungs are being rearranged, mm-hmm. including a brand new deputy director of the FBI who just so happens to get hired on this very day. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Uh, I guess now is he associate director? No, Kirsch? he's newly promoted deputy, oh, deputy director. director yeah, so he was an associate director, I guess, you know, like, or I'm not sure what he was prior. Yeah, because I know Skinner's assistant director. Assistant director. So a director, I don't know. Um, who's to say? But he is here to, or I don't know, cause issues. Yeah, well, because now that Skinner has sort of been brought on board, you need that guy. Yeah, that foil. From the, the bureaucrat to sort of represent, right? They're like, there's no, we, you can't be doing this. Well, yeah, so Scully basically, like, walks into her office, and it's being, like, torn apart, mm-hmm. and they're, nobody's answering her, nobody's telling her what's up, and she learns that, like, she runs up to, to, to Skinner's office, and she's like, what the F is going on? And he's just like, I don't know, I'm trying to find out, and then they're both sort of pulled into to Kirsch's office. But yeah, no, Skinner's uh, no longer uh, one of the higher ups. He's kind of on the same playing field as Scully now. He doesn't know in anything. Many, in many ways, he's going to be going along with the missions. But yeah, this is where we get Kirsch harshly reintroduced into our lives here. Where basically he says, like, if you say anything involving the words A or Leon yeah. in your mouth, you're fired immediately. Exactly, exactly. And so he is bringing in this guy, John Doggett. Yeah, he's going to be the leader of the manhunt. He's going to be the leader of the investigation to find Mulder. Yeah. And so they're brought into, I guess, some sort of debrief situation. Sort of, yeah. And so meanwhile, now Skinner and, uh, and Scully are going to have a, a repartee about like, Skinner says, no, I don't care about that threat. I'm not going to lie about what I saw. And Scully's like, no, you'd help Mulder if you actually were part of the FBI instead of just making yourself fire like that one government guy, Michael (laughs) Krishkow. Right, exactly. I do think that it's like Scully has learned over the years that you do kind of have to lie to the to the higher ups in yeah. the FBI, where Skinner's still sort of like, he's almost like them in season one. Like, no, I, it's the truth. They'll believe me. Exactly. He, it's like, he, nope, they won't. Yeah, it's interesting. I think he, like you said, he's very much starting over from And we'll one. see it at the end of the episode with, um, with Doggett and Kirsch. And it's almost like the exact same thing that Scully did at the f- end of her first episode. Right. Giving a report to Kirsch, where Kirsch's expectation is that he, like, he, is going to do everything he asked and he's going to say that everything was like all the facts were facts and like yeah. there was nothing suspicious going on and to, to like debunk Scully essentially. Yeah, and and he's like can't do that. <laughs> everything old is new again. Yep. Um so let's talk about these two meeting actually because like you said they're sort of brought in for individual right. interrogation and Scully just is chilling with this this guy Who's just sort of mm-hmm. like this casual dude who just yeah. sits down next to her and like doesn't introduce himself, just kind of like um, says he knows Mulder, like yeah. is giving her like I think he's trying to do the criminal investigation yeah, thing where he, he's like he brings her water and is saying like, oh, well, we never really know where our partners do. Yes. Be. But he's like kind of playing her a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh, and basically, and to be fair, he doesn't know her. He doesn't yeah. know Mulder. No, he, his job is to solve this crime, so he's going to do his own little and he's dirty work. In with this NYPD thing of like, I know, I know how my way through this. I know psychology. Yes, exactly. It's like very like, let me. Uh, that, that's very much, I think, the approach in this first episode is like, Doggett thinks he knows how how to, how to how, investigate. Yeah, and it turns out that like this is way out. And of he's a detective. Zone. He knows what he's doing. He knows and, how to be a detective. And so it's Scully who calls Doggett out to his face, predicting yeah. that he is. Is lying or not lying about, or at least obscuring? Who yeah, is. and she's like, "Who are you? Like, tell me." And she throws water on him, <laughs> which I felt like was a bit of an overreaction. But she's got the hormones raging through her. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, yeah, it dries, you know. True. Um, and this is where also we find out a little bit of information about Doggett. Essentially, he was a marine. Who then oh yeah, went- so she runs a background check on of him because she's like, "Well, I do have the resources." So she uh, looks up. Okay, he's a marine. He works with the NYPD, B, NYPD. Oh, be right back. Got to puke because I'm pregnant. <laughs> and then she calls her mom, I guess. And is like, is this when she calls her mom? And she's this like, I really she, need to talk to yeah, you, mommy. This is when she calls her mom. I guess, you know, you'd be like, why didn't you call your mom? But again, this is the next day. So I guess. But this is when she realizes her phone is being tapped because she not only hears a click, but she sees people outside of her apartment. Mm-hmm. And the, the signal is going off. She calls Doggett and mm-hmm. it's just like. But get your dogs off of me, basically. Yeah, and she's like, basically, he he genuinely seems surprised in this moment. And I don't think that he is the one wiretapping no. her, but, like, I guess he could have been, so she's not totally off just, base, it but... Doesn't, it doesn't seem like... That almost seems like something out of, like, a dirty cop book, and John Doggett, to me, so far, does not seem like that type. Yeah, unless it was like, oh, somebody else did it, and he's just monitoring it. But, like, even so, to just call him up and accuse him with no proof is, like, wild on Scully's half. Yeah, like, Scully's a little unhinged here in, the, in this first episode. I, I mean, I guess you can't blame her. She finds out she's pregnant. The, mm-hmm. the you know, her lover slash ex-partner slash maybe baby daddy is missing. <laughs> um, And so we're just like, you know, I guess I'm sympathetic, but at the same time, it's like, okay. And she has a landlord who looks like a turtle. <laughs> Um, didn't make that connection myself. Well, but there was that whole. Was like, he a little turtly? Yeah, a little turtly for the turtle club. He was that. No, so there's that sort yeah. of scare thing, right? Where she follows the shadowy figure, and he's like, "No, it's me, your landlord." Yeah, because he saw somebody like. Oh, I saw that man, that floppy haired man, Molder. <laughs> well, she says, "You mean Molder?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, Molder." But he does look like a turtle. Yeah, I mean, I see it. I just don't think it was the first thing that popped in my mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, I look, I see turtles everywhere. So now, <laughs> so yeah, no doubt, she's like freaking out now. So now she's like, all right, let me go to Mulder's apartment. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah, like you said, freaking out is the the mildest way to describe it because now she's like grabbing his shirt and she's like laying herself down on his pillow. <sighs> yeah, this was sad. <laughs> this was like definitely what you do when someone has died. <laughs> like, yeah. but now I think it makes more sense again if you recontextualize it in the form of this all happened yesterday. Yes, it's, like she hasn't really had the proper time to I think. And grieve. I would say even the week we had in between watching the last episode and watching these episodes, like we had more time to grieve. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like exactly. Uh, but we have plenty of time to grieve when we watch what's going on with Mulder here with his torture Ooh, dream. Oh, yeah. Uh, back to I the would, Jesus so, of it all. I would imagine there was like some prosthetics, right, with the hooks going into his face. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not his actual face. I don't know. I watched there's something about Mary. There was a bad hook effect there. Um, yeah, I imagine they're prosthetics. I, told, I didn't do much research into that, but this is nasty. I just wonder what types of experiments they're actually doing. Um, unclear. Like, how far can the face stretch? <laughs> well, I think they're holding his face in place so they can do stuff in his mouth. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But they also have him strapped to this, like, weird-ass thing. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's almost like a combination of metal and stone. Yeah, and I think we're supposed to get Jesus vibes here, for sure. And he's sure. also naked. He's also very naked, yeah. 
Um, Mulder doesn't look great in these two episodes. I think he's fine when he's in these moments, but when he's playing the alien bounty hunter, he, oh yeah, he looks so he looks derpy. really derpy. Like his face looks so squished. Yeah, his face looks, looks like if someone's wearing a Mulder mask. Yeah, well, I think he also was in the sun and he couldn't see, so he has like yeah. really squinty eyes. But we'll get there. So it looks like Skinner is really working like hand in hand with the lone gunman. Uh, yeah, so he's asked them to track all the UFO activity, basically. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he knows that Mulder's been abducted by aliens, and he goes to these guys, and he's like, I need you to find all the UFOs that have happened recently, because we need to find Mulder. He's on a ship somewhere. Like, that's Skinner's MO right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, while they're doing that, uh, basically, you know, this is when we we sort of see... Doggett goes to visit Kirsch, and then basically we, we get the sense like, mm-hmm. okay, he's his lap dog in his moment. More like Kirsch thinks he is, and I yeah. think Doggett's just following rules. And I still am not ever suspicious of Doggett being a bad person. Ever. Except for, I don't know, he does go to Mulder's apartment, which is a little weird. That is a little weird, I guess, but he's investigating. You know, he, as far as he knows, like Mulder is either kidnapped or on the run i do find so it, like if he's on the run maybe he goes back to his apartment you know like let's take it out let's you know these are yeah. all like tactics i do find it interesting spencer brought this up in his email to us that like during the whole Dwayne berry stuff scully got like a pretty damn big task force she did yeah Mulder, <laughs> by comparison i mean i guess several agents and end up going to the whole gibson praise thing in the yeah desert, but like outside of that not a lot of people on the whole well, Mulder thing i think because it's the suspicion is that Mulder is not been kidnapped whereas mm-hmm. there was never a suspicion that scully hadn't been like taken you know like somebody mm-hmm. kidnapped her you know they have the Dwayne Berry proof and like all of that and you know they know he took her whereas with Mulder, like he just disappears so i think there's some suspicion that it's a manhunt for a fugitive of some kind you know yeah. well to that point doggett has this evidence from Mulder that he like rented a car to drive four weekends in a row. They figure mm-hmm. out like, oh, they drove to this place to buy flowers in in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. So he Doggett's pulling up all this stuff and it's making him suspicious, but Scully sort of lays it out for him. She's like, Well, he was visiting his mother's grave. Like Yeah. Like that's what was happening there. <laughs> like, but then things get further complicated. Yes. And almost right on time. Special delivery open up this crate and it is a tombstone for the entire Mulder family including Fox Mulder, Mm -hmm. with an end date on it. Yeah, which is weird. But I think we also find out from Doggett that, or Skinner finds out somehow that um, Mulder's FBI badge is being used to get into the the bureau, too. Because there's also, like, files are missing from the FBI... Um, yeah, Mulder's badge, I think, was the only one they, they, like, accounted for. Yeah, and so they're basically, like... All signs are pointing to Mulder premeditated all of this. Yes. He's a main suspect, and that's that. Yeah, Doggett's theory, because they also find evidence that apparently Mulder had been, like, seeing doctors for a whole year, right? They chalk up everything that Well, happened. because, yeah, Mulder had been seeing doctors. Right, when he checked himself into a facility in the beginning of Season mm-hmm. 7. So Doggett's theory is Mulder essentially went loco getting too close to looking for the truth. And now he's like on a rampage, basically trying to steal a bunch of stuff to create doubt. Uh, and basically like f- almost not like faking his own abduction, but well, like forcing think, his own disappearance. Yeah. I don't know if he's like saying that. I think he's more saying that like Mulder was dying and he knew he was dying and he decided to like go out with a bang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so they, the lone gunmen do track the UFO patterns yeah. into the middle of the Arizona desert. I love it. 
Uh, yeah, we're, we're, listen, we're not in LA, but we might, we might, might as well, well be close. close. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Scully realizes that even though it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere, that's actually the location of one Gibson Praise. Yeah, so Gibson Praise um, has been hiding out in a school for deaf children. Right. I think the last time you remember them is like, wasn't they were like in the nuclear power plant yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, I, we kind of like, I think this was one of those things where they're like, okay, we're coming back for season eight. Let's get Gibson praise. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll say Gibson praise. Uh, I preteen. <laughs> pre, yeah. Like he looks more awkward. Understandable. Well, Cause so. he was and like an he, actual child. Yeah, He was a cute little kid. In and now he's five. just going through growing pains. He's a little, he's a little <laughs> gawky, a little awkward. Uh, but I'm glad they got the same kid. Yeah, totally. And you could tell it's him too. And he's like, Pretty good actor, so um, yeah, he's good living, stuff. He's, he's living at a school for the deaf. Yeah, and so um, Scully and Skinner are going to go out into the desert to find him. Yes, but meanwhile, somebody is going to slip the file that was stolen from the X Files on Gibson Praise under John Doggett's door, so yep. he's going to know exactly what's going on too, and then he's going to get the FBI out there to find this kid. So it's like two people, two sets trying to find Gibson. He's so nice. It's a race. It's like rat race, where they're trying to catch the 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 money that's on the hot air balloon. It's exactly like rat race. Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> we were always it's a it's a um, mad 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 world. Yeah, family. I think that is probably the preferable one. I love <laughs> rat race. Uh, they're just it's a race. This it's a mad 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 world. Have John Lovitz driving Hitler's car? It does not. No. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, missed. But yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the, the first episode is basically like, like you said, everyone converges. Um, Doggett, you know, Gibson Praise gets like taken by a mysterious person up to these cliffs. Doggett tracks him down, points a gun, says like, Jack, let go of him now, Mulder. And it's dun, 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 Mulder, or is it? Yeah, right. And so this guy's like standing there and it's, you I don't know if we're supposed to even believe it's Mulder. Yeah, my first hunch was like, no, I think this is an alien bounty hunter. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so we shall see the answer to that question, which the answer is correct. But we will <laughs> answer that question, talk more about without in just a couple seconds. Angela, talk to me about the significance of within and without. Is it just like a um, pairing of them? You know, within is it an idea of like something's going on within the government? Yeah, I think it's like a, bit, a little bit of like what's going on inside of you and then what's going on outside of you. That's how I always took it. Like Scully's like internal fight and then like the external fight as well. So like mm -hmm. all of that. And then, yeah, sure. You could say that. Yeah, too. like, oh, we're something's happening within and we are without Mulder in the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, because Mulder's missing, and now Scully gets the sole duty of being monologuer, though I would imagine, do we get any dog at monologue? We will. We will. Really? Okay. I think in the future. I don't remember, like, I'm surprised. offhand. Oh, I but guess if you got, I mean, I guess... He be, he's a main character, and at the end of this episode, we are going to find out that he is her new partner on the X-Files. Like, it's official. Yeah. So... So the the yeah, I guess the, if you're a main character, if you're credited, you get to do monologues. Yeah, and I guess we should stop down here to maybe talk about Robert Patrick a little sure, bit more. Um, because I do think it's important to note that 
you know, this was a big deal to hire this guy. Like, <laughs> we're not replacing Mulder, but we're replacing Mulder. And over a hundred actors auditioned for oh, this. Oh, wow. Anybody famous? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, uh, I do think like, um, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, okay. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. That in particular, following his involvement with the sixth season of Terms of Endearment. Um, yeah, I mean, those are some names, but I. Oh, that'd be interesting. That would have been like when, um, Peter Capaldi was on that one episode of Doctor Who and then became the doctor. Exactly. Um, that also happened to, what's her name? Uh, Karen Gilliam. Oh, really? Yeah, she was in an episode of the show, the one in Pompeii. Mm-hmm. And then she becomes the companion. That would have been companion. interesting. If they cast Bruce Campbell, it's like, wait, you looked a lot like that one guy. Nope. I'm, yeah. I'm someone completely different. Um, and so Robert Patrick was cast reportedly due to his role in Terminator 2 Judgment Day because they believed that he would attract 18 to 35 year old males to the show. So they're like, <laughs> oh, we like the badass robot. And actually, they reported a 10% overall increase in demographics solely due to Patrick's casting. Well, I'm trying to think though. I feel like T2 was like a good amount of time. 1991. After. Yeah. So yeah. This was like nine. This was 2000. This was almost but they, 10 years. I think after they just it. like thought that that was like the kind of guy who would attract the right audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um the issue here I think also is like they needed to set up Doggett as somebody who was a little unlikable and then likable. Um yeah. so I think that's why they had Scully throw the water in his face in the first episode. Um and and then sort of like leading through this arc of him becoming her like confidant. Yeah. So yeah. All right, so that's all I had on it. I just wanted to mention how many people they no, interviewed or yeah, auditioned. I'm glad they put a lot of care into it, though, instead of just like, all right, we're just going to bring in this this I person. Mean, and no, it's like, it was clear this was from a demo perspective. Well, and also it's super important because this is like going to introduce like a whole new vibe to the show. Mm-hmm. So you want to have somebody who's going to bring like energy and like not just like have it fizzle out. So yeah, so Scully is going to talk about. The usual stuff, right? We live in a world of our own making. Uh, mm-hmm. They know our secrets. Why don't we know theirs? But I, the main to do is that we see a UFO show up in the desert and cloak. Yes, exactly. And so it has this like fuzzy vibe to yeah, it, which we only really found out about mainly in the end of last season, right? Because that was the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what you were doing at first, and I got real upset. But <laughs> so we pick up back where things left off. These episodes just really like to to pick back up, um, yeah, right where the last episode ends with the standoff here. Mulder does end up letting Gibson go, right. And so he lets him go, Mulder, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then we go to where? He just, he walks off a cliff. Oh, yes. This is when he walks off a cliff. Right. And this totally like Doggett freaks out. Yeah, because he's like, this man just killed himself. Yeah. And so. Um, but he freaks out even more yeah. because when Scully and Skinner arrive on the scene, he's gone. Yeah. So this, like, and, and we do see him like get up and like his bones crack and it's very like <laughs> creepy. And he gets. Dude, up and would walks you away. Like bounty hunters not have like a, a no anatomical correctness in that regard? No, that they're they like Gumby. Something, they're fine. They're like Gumby. I guess if you can shape shift, then yeah, yeah. Because like, you're changing body types all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't get too into the weeds about that, but. He's fine. <laughs> he yeah, gets but, up but and go. Is still a little bit like, I, what? What is going on? And mm-hmm. Scully's like, "All right, you're not going to believe me, but this is yeah. what it is." And she outlines everything about an ABH, and he's like, 
you're 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 mold. You're like Mulder. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like she's like I don't want to beat around the bush about this. Like I'm just going to tell you that he was abducted by aliens, and this is an alien. Like um, this is not Mulder. You have every reason to believe it's Mulder, but it's not Mulder, and it's just not Mulder. Yeah, so of course he has a natural response of you're nuts yeah, what are you smoking out here <laughs> yeah exactly and I he's also he's gone to you he's also a little confused as to why they're there too he's like why are you guys here like mm-hmm. i'm here because i was following a lead and they're thinking that he followed them and it's like total miscommunication and also gibson is gone mm-hmm. uh but that doesn't mean that the abh is not chasing after him uh basically this entire episode is going to be like Chasing Gibson everyone, Price. Everyone chasing after the ABH, specifically, mm-hmm. uh, who can shapeshift. Like, we see here, he turns from not Mulder into, like, uh, just a random teacher. So yeah. the FBI is like, oh, oh, you random bald guy. Have you seen this kid? Yeah, and he's like, oh, nope. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of Robert Patrick in Wayne's World. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Scully is going to see this sort of, like, pixie-cut kid riding away yes. on a bike. Yeah, and I think her name is... Thea or Tia? I think it's... It's T-H-E-A. That's what I the subtitle said, but I don't know how... I don't remember what they said. Um, and, and she decides to follow. Yeah, and so she follows her into the desert, um, and she finds a, a hidden underground bunker uh, in the middle of the desert, and they fi- she finds Gibson Praise, who's broken his leg and was hiding there. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty pretty nice-looking bunker. There's, like, a couch in there. I, I, nice-looking bunker? I think he'd prefer not to be in the bunker. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> when I'm thinking bunker, I'm thinking, like like very rare supplies no furniture yeah like, there's this at least has it's a, a little hideout things. how do you think they dragged a couch out there i don't know but she basically as soon as she walks in he's like you shouldn't have come here like everyone's looking for me this is like this is the effing worst yeah. and he's also i think a little embittered towards scully considering yeah. what happened with him she says i promise i'll protect you. he's like well you said that once before yeah he's like remember when i was a child and you didn't do that <laughs> yeah exactly and then someone kidnapped me at a nuclear power plant yeah and so she also notices his leg and tries to, like, fix his leg. But the issue is she can't move him without a car. Mm. So she's going to leave him there and she promises to come back. Yeah. Uh, so we should also mention here, because Spencer wrote in about this, as Scully is with child, should she be doing any no. slash all of this? Um Scully, no. An FBI agent in the regular work industry, sure. I mean, when you're pregnant, it's kind of just like be be careful, but like continue your regular work. If she's somebody who does this all the time, then it's not going to make a difference. If she's somebody who's um, a school teacher and then all of a sudden is thrust into the life of an FBI agent, mm. then yeah, it's going to make a difference because of the stress and the change and all of that. But it's like when you're, you're you become pregnant and they say like, oh, continue your regular exercise routine. It's like you, you don't Personally, have to. That's running through the desert. Yeah, you don't have to stop bikes. running just because you're pregnant. You just have to be like more cautious about things. I mean, mm. and watch your body and listen to things. But like, she's pretty early in her pregnancy, so like, yeah. um, unless she's not feeling well, I, I don't I'm know. She didn't stop but like she didn't the issue I have is how much danger she's putting herself in. Yes, if she was just out and about investigating like crime, like I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't think she should be like running through the desert after like somebody she doesn't know, and it's all very dangerous. Baby daddy, her baby. Well, her maybe her baby baby daddy, her maybe baby daddy. So Kirsch is going to now call Dog and chew him out, basically for losing Mulder. Yeah, for losing Mulder. And Skinner will then take this opportunity to basically put play in a little bug in Doggett's ear, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're a pawn in a rigged game. Well, because Doggett explains everything to Kirsch and is like, I don't know what to tell you. He just walked off the cliff and then he was gone. And Skinner's like, Kirsch is setting you up to fail. Like, yep. you're, you're not going to do well. 
Exactly. He wants you to basically write about aliens so, like, you can take the blame. Mm-hmm. And you can be the fall guy for this. Uh, so, now we get a fun, tense moment. Though mm-hmm. This is always fun whenever you bring in the ABHs. We're going to get a big sequence of, who do you trust? Yeah, who is Scully? Who's real Scully? Yeah, whatever. The, they look for Scully. Yeah, because Kirsch is like, I need an AB on Scully. And the person's like, oh, I have Scully right here. But it's not Scully. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um... Scully walks up to the camp where they're at and yeah. is like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm here because she's coming from Gibson. Yeah. Um, and so now they realize that an ABH is, is out there is in the school. Uh, and so there's there's a fun sequence here where they're like running through these barracks trying yeah. to find her. There's a shot where Scully ends up like finding herself in a mirror, mm-hmm. which is literally this <laughs> entire sequence, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so they're finally able to. Um, drive the alien away somehow. I don't remember. They just kind of well, like the get alien him. just disappears at a certain point. Yeah, but they like are chasing him so much that yeah. they just because well, he, he just he wants Gibson. Yeah, the alien. Does. But praise is uh, Skitter brings him to the hospital, right? And leaves um, Scully behind well, in the desert. But that's after though this really tense sequence with Scully and <laughs> <Yes>. Skinner, right, <laughs> where they pull guns on each other. Tell me about the first time you had sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, basically saying like, you know, you're you're an ABH. Tell me something only you would know. Uh, and he basically pulls the pregnancy card like yeah. only you would know this. Yeah. And so Scully also then pleads with Skinner like, you got to let me keep going down this. I know it's risky, but he's Gibson's the only chance mm-hmm. we have of finding Mulder. And Skinner's mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, fine, I'll take him to the hospital. And so she stays behind because she's going to keep searching for Mulder because they're not sh- she's still not sure if it's I mean, they're pretty sure it's not Mulder, but she's going to search for the Mulder look like in the desert mm-hmm. because that's going to bring her to real Mulder. But little did she know if they wanted the Mulder look alike, just go to the hospital mm-hmm. because as you know, Gibson's getting himself situated. You think that girl Taya walks in. But it's not her. Well, nope. it's the smirk indicates that it definitely is Well, so is not what he her. does is, like, he also signals to Skinner that something's not right. So this sets up later mm-hmm. for when Scully does find Skinner, which one is the real Skinner, because you don't know if they got out in time. Right. And Gibson's been doing a couple of, of little Gibson-y things, mm-hmm. right? Like, he has a dream about Mulder on the ship. Yeah. Uh, he tells Scully when they find him in the desert, he's like, you're so close now. So he has yeah. this sort of ominous, prophetic well, because he can hear, he can hear thoughts, he can hear everything. So, yeah, I mean, he's kind of like uh, exposition boy. Um, but um, while she's in the desert, a helicopter arrives. Yeah, she sees a bright light in the sky. She's like, "This is it. This is the aliens." I'm find Mulder. And she, she just kind of stands there, but it's Doggett. It's a helicopter, and he's like, "You got to come with me to the hospital." <laughs> we should also mention here. Uh, this is one of the many instances that they use. What you said was sort of the all things esque mystical yes, chanting yes. throughout these two episodes. Yeah, so it's the all things. Um, what who sang that song? Well, there was that. That was Moby, right? Yeah, the Moby vibe. So mm-hmm. whether or not it's the same song, or if it's just that all things sort of chanting, it's it's the same through line, which I think is meant to sort of bring you yeah. back to like. Um, the relationship of Mulder and Scully and how deep it is and, and how important and a, it is. A general crisis of faith yes, for her. Yes, exactly. Um, but anyway, she's going to go to the hospital with Scully. Yeah, there's going to be more Doggett and Scully bickering here. Well, I actually right? like this scene quite a bit because it's Doggett and Scully and they're like, um, has anyone gone into the room with Gibson praise? And the the two agents are like, no, we totally have this on lock. And she's like, are you, are you fucking with me right now? She's like, how do you know that for sure? And she... Basically turns his dog and she's like, Doggett, 
do you think they have this? And he's just like, let's go check the room. Like, yeah. he just kind of sides with Scully here. Like, and I just love it because yeah. she's just like, I got your back if anything goes wrong. Like, yeah, she's starting to warm up to him a little bit in like a yeah, weird way. Their few scenes together have started to at least have them see. She begrudgingly is seeing that he's not, well, he's not Molder and well, he's not necessarily on her side. He's not like a bad person. Yeah, like when they, when he talks about. She almost sees him as like a stupid person. Like, <laughs> get out of my way. Like, well, that's the thing is that I think he's more capable than she thinks. Yes. When they're in the desert, uh, you know, she's basically like, well, you know, you're withholding information from me. And he's like, you're withholding information from me. <laughs> well, too. yeah, because she thinks of him as just somebody who's like Kirsch's lapdog. And she imagines that he probably doesn't have. A brain that he's thinking for himself with. So she's kind of trying to just get rid of him instead of what she should be doing, which is working with this guy. Exactly. She, she automatically thinks he's an enemy. Yeah. So it, they go into Gibson's room and she figures out that they went out through. Well, the- Doggett figures that out. Scully just immediately starts running around the hospital looking for him. Oh, good. I'm looking for a 12 year old boy. I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> Etc. 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 Doggett figures out that they climbed out through. Well, yeah. So, the be, but we don't see that first. We see her find Skinner. No, I thought I thought he finds. No, but first we find Scully, and Scully finds Skinner in a room. Yes, and Skinner has Gibson. Yes, and she opens the door, and Skinner's like, "It's me, Scully. It's me." And so you don't know if that's Skinner or not. Right. You assume it is, and then she looks and sees Gibson, and Gibson shakes his head no, and then you see in the ceiling that Skinner is actually been right. Alien. But before all that, they look up and they see that he went through the ceiling. Yeah, they see that he went yeah, through the ceiling. They I don't know. see that Skinner's up there though. No, but they just know they look at. They're like. How would he get out of this room? No windows, no doors. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then they're on the other side. Gotcha. Now, I don't know if that ceiling would be able to hold their weight. Yeah. I don't like know. I've cross It almost seems like that, like school sort of like S. No, it is. But you just have to like uh, lay on the crossbeam type situation. So yeah, so a little bit of a tense standoff here as mm-hmm. it's not Skinner, uh, and he basically like what knocks Scully aside. And then yeah, he's going back to get Gibson to like take him away, but Scully shoots him through the back of the neck. Good for her. She remembers what the neck pokey thing is supposed to do. Yeah, and so she kills him, which is good. But bad news is he melts and therefore like there's no evidence. Concrete evidence. Again. <laughs> we should also mention, actually speaking of concrete evidence, that uh Doggett and Scully ended up picking like they the chopper scene ends up mm-hmm. happening, I guess apparently literally right next to where the UFO oh, yeah. is close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's standing there and she looks up and she thinks it's a UFO and then it's Doggett and then she gets in the helicopter and they're flying away and we back up and the UFO is right there. <laughs> I would imagine we don't do this thing many more times over the course of the season. No, I would imagine, we don't like, see the UFO anymore, okay. really. Was, we see it. No, we don't actually see it again. I could see it be fairly tropey if they did something like that. Oh, she's oh, always she's there. So close, well, that's the, I think that's the main issue that a lot of people have with these seasons. And I think we're going to end up skipping a lot because of that is that it goes back to being very much so season one, season two, Mulder and Scully solving crimes for a little right. bit. But there's always this like undertone of Scully is just waiting for Mulder to come back. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to those episodes because they're the ones that we actually care about. Whereas like we don't really care about Doggett investigating and and that sort of thing. Yeah. So Doggett though is is, you know, here for sculling the moment, right? She like cries mm-hmm. in his arms. Well she's fucking scared. Yeah. So she I think this is her sort of like come to Jesus moment about how she has um a child inside of her. And she was basically gonna like could have lost that child. And so she's like um he comforts her and I think that that's a good relationship building moment for sure. 
So now we cut to however many days later, or knowing the show, probably the next day, <laughs> yeah. uh, where Kirsch, you know, Doggett decided to write out what he exactly saw. what happened. <laughs> and true, and true, didn't hold anything back. Yeah, and true to Skinner's warning, Doggett calls him out like, "Oh, you wanted me to write this." Yeah, and basically, Kirsch is like, um, "This is garbage. Like, none of this happened. Um, you're assigned to the X Files. Have fun." Yep. That's what, and that's the big reveal is that Doggett is going to go visit Scully in the hospital, much like the end of season seven, mm-hmm. updating her on the case and everything. She's like, okay, this is, she's great. like, why are you updating me on this He's case? Like, this is nice. You don't need to do this though. She's like, okay, well, I, I kind of have to because I'm your partner now. <laughs> Sorry. I'm working on the X Files with you. Yeah. Uh, Again, like he is the Scully and she is mm-hmm. the Mulder. And so, yeah, it's a weird little turn of um, events. But, yeah. um, we, Leave the episode with Mulder continuing to be held captive in the whatever chamber he's in, um, and he is being experimented on. And then we finally see all of those bounty hunters coming right. forward. Well, I'm glad they took the form of this random guy mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just like he's the same one as the beginning. I know, but I just always find it interesting, right? Like that's yeah. the random human form they assume rather than just being their sort yeah, of Yeah, that's blobby, like the base. Yeah, their blobby <laughs> aspects. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are these two episodes the strongest? No, but I think they're if, interesting though. And I think if the intention is to introduce John Doggett as initially an antagonist, but then someone of like a reluctant protagonist, I think it accomplished that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also I mean it kind of reinvigorated me to watch these seasons again because i think it's something that we were even talking about what are we going to watch next week and i was like honestly i don't remember what i said and i don't remember much of this season so i remember the big hits and the big points and i guess that's a good indication of what we should watch (laughs) um because i don't remember the other ones as much um but yeah it's good it's fun yeah well to that point uh, i think spoiler alert for our coverage of the rest of season eight it is mostly going to be those arc episodes. Yeah, with I, I think that that's all we need because, like I said earlier, the stuff happening in between them, it really is just like par for the course. There's something suspicious happening and it's a lot of the same, what we've dealt with before. Like, somebody doesn't believe, somebody does believe, let's convince them, Yeah, let's solve so it's it. it's almost like a reboot of the series in a way. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. <laughs> well, so next week, we are going to throw in a Monster of the Week episode, or at least a non-arc episode. So yeah, we're doing sort of. Season 8, Episode 5, Invocation, uh, and then Season 8, Episode 13, which is an arc episode, Permanum? Yeah, so the first one we're watching because I do think it's important for you to get a little bit more context about Doggett, and this mm-hmm. one does have a lot of backstory about what, who he is and why he is that way and all that sort of stuff. So that's the the big reason for putting that one in. Um, there could have been others, but we'll watch that, and then we'll skip straight to season, episode 13, and then we'll yeah. just ride out the season. Yeah, it seems like the second half of the season in particular seems a little bit heavier in terms it, of the It is, stuff. it is, yeah. Okay, well, that's fun. <laughs> well, if you have any thoughts about season eight uh if there are any episodes you feel like if there are any chestnuts you feel like we're really missing Ooh, out on. chestnuts roasting on an open fire getting into that season. holiday season baby write it in bloom files at post show recaps.com x files at post show recaps.com uh, other than that thank you all so much for listening uh you can tweet at us at inch Pelagi, at a mike bloom type at post show recaps as it's fun to enter a new era of the X-Files and to maybe get a little bit more information about John Doggett mm-hmm. next week. Who let the Doggets out? Bye. <laughs> On that note. Thanks, On that note. Thanks to Corey B for his theme song. We'll be back next week covering Invocation and Permanum episodes 5 and 13. 
Season 8. Till next time, he's closed.